Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1994's Natural Born Killers, directed by Oliver Stone, starring Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I watched Weekend from 2011. Okay. Um, it's a really good movie. I think the director's name was Andrew Haig. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a it's just a, a movie about these two guys who meet... Um, on a Friday night, and then um, the one guy is supposed to like go on a on this like four year trip mm-hmm. on on the following Sunday night, and so they have to kind of like you know work this out because they're they're starting to fall in love and they're they're having a real deep conversation. It's almost like my dinner with Andre. Okay, um, they're they're really getting to know each other, and it's 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 very sad, but it's also a really great movie, and um, it's from England, and everybody should check it out. It's on Filmstruck right now. Okay, cool. I watched a Godzilla movie. It's called Shin Godzilla. Mm. It came out, not, I don't know how long ago, a few years ago or something. Okay. But it's basically a remake of the original. Mm. This is a Japanese film, by the way, folks. It's in Japanese. Okay. It's produced in Japan and all that. It's kind of a remake with, like, you know, a modern Tokyo and everything. And mm-hmm. um, it was okay. It wasn't that great. It was just kind of too bloated. Like bloated? bloated and not very interesting. Godzilla's not doing much in it. Okay. Uh, it's just a lot of people talking to each other, like in really fast cuts of one guy saying something, blah, 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 blah. Then it cuts to another guy, blah, 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 blah. Oh. And it just is a lot of that. And it's kind of, it's way too long. Yeah, it sounds choppy. It's two hours long. It's very choppy and... I don't know. Okay. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Uh, if they cut out 30 minutes of that bureaucratic talk, like, that's fine. <laughs> right. I guess it's trying to show, you know, how ridiculous Japan's bureaucracy is, how you have to go through all these different levels to okay. get anything done in society. Okay. Uh, I guess that's the point. But they could have wrapped that up in, like, 20 less minutes yeah, and you, had a little more Godzilla action. Right. So, you, you learned that lesson pretty early on, I'm sure. Yeah, but in the middle of the movie, Godzilla is attacking at that point, and it's uh, pretty cool. Okay. But... I would I would avoid this. Just watch one of the original Godzillas, man. There you go. That's what I say. <laughs> so uh, we asked the fans out there what they've been watching, and Caitlin watched Looper, Everything Everything, and Rocket Man. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, Alan watched James Bond. I don't know which one. Soylent Green, <laughs> Munich, and he's gonna watch Flight ninety three. And JD watched Inception and Blade Runner and Alien. Now, that is a weekend, yeah, if you ask me. That's a hell of a trifecta. And he's going to watch Waking Life. So you're going to prepare for philosophy <laughs> out your anus. <laughs> that is actually my favorite Richard Linklater is film. Is it? Yes. It's my least favorite. What? Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, dude. It's it's just too all over the place. I oh, man. Uh, well, a couple years from now, when we do the Waking Life episode, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have this argument. <laughs> I wouldn't say I didn't like it. Okay. I don't know. All right. I probably never watch it again. I I love Munich too, by the way. Okay. That, that is that is one of my favorite Spielberg. It's an movies. underrated Spielberg mm-hmm. film, definitely. Yes. Um. All right. So now, question of the week. Last week or a couple weeks ago, we're kind of playing catch up here. Yeah. It was what is your favorite Joaquin Phoenix performance? Um, on Instagram at Delco Walk said Cash. I'm guessing she's talking about Walk the Line. Yes, probably Walk the Line. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Miss Maria Sparks said I fell in love with him in Inventing the Abbots, but realized just how amazing he was in Walk the Line, mm-hmm. which he was good in Walk the Line. Man. He's awesome. So is Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, they're great, and they they're both singing in that. That's movie. right. It's good. At Mosmia Metal says The Master or Return to Paradise. My God, The Master. Uh, that's a that's a hell of a movie. It might be my favorite of his performances. It might um, be. Yes, he he's so physical in the movie. Yeah, uh, he's he's really awesome. He it, he's not. I mean, Joaquin's different in every movie yes. he does because he's that range. Right. But uh, yeah, that one's really good. And uh, King Dane the second talking about the movie and real movie judge say her. Which I have not seen yet, man. Her is a really excellent movie, and I, mm-hmm. I sort of resisted it for a long time because yeah. it, it didn't look interesting to me, and then I finally watched it, and I was blown away. Yeah, apparently it's a great science fiction film. It is. And Blu-ray Dave said, this is an impossible question to answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, you know what, Dave? You, 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 you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And on Facebook, we got a couple of responses. Talbot said, walk the line. Caitlin said, the village. And Ken said, the late show with David Letterman. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a maniac. I know. Is it? He he! I know how much he hates the media. Yeah. Um. And like, I I kind of appreciate it. Yeah. Because he just like toys with them, and he he just has no regard for people who interview people. Do you remember when 
he was doing that film with Casey Affleck where he was going to be a rapper. Yes, it was right after Walk the Line. Yeah, and then he was doing all this public stuff where yep. it was like, oh my God, Joaquin's going crazy. Yes. And he just played this character for his whole life for the next two years. Exactly. Uh, watch the late show clips of that guy. Yes. That's insane. When, when he's got the big beard and the, and the, and the mess of a hair. Yeah. And, and he's just like, it, it turned out it was all performance It's art. like something Daniel Day-Lewis would do. I know. You know? Or um, Andy Kaufman would do this. It was you know? it was a drawn out joke yeah. that like Bob Zamuda might have written. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. <laughs> so thanks for all those responses, people. Uh, Joaquin's great. So mm-hmm. what's your favorite, Dave? Actually, my favorite is actually Quills. Quills. I've never seen Quills. Oh, it's it's mm-hmm. him and Kate Winslet and Jeffrey Rush and Michael Caine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're it's talking about. The Marquis de Sade in the yeah. Asylum. Yeah. Uh, and he's excellent in the movie. And mm-hmm. I, I just I've seen that movie a million times, and I I watch it again every day. Cool. Yeah, I don't know what my favorite is. Okay. The Master's great. And yeah. honestly, like, I think he's great in Gladiator. I really oh, love him as Commodus. And, and, and yeah, yeah. We, we went on and on in that episode just about how great Joaquin Phoenix is in that movie. And that led to our questions. So, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, thanks for all the responses. Stay tuned at the end of the episode for next week's question of the week. Mm-hmm. But now it's time to talk about this week's movie. Dave, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay. So, um, Natural Born Killers, I guess you could call it a satire of, um, I guess modern media coverage of anything terrible. In, in this case, it's, it's mass murder and serial killers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess what it's really saying is that uh, the, the, the media is not our friend. Um, they are the fourth estate that, that was put in place in order to keep, you know, like powerful business and government in check. And instead, it's just sensationalizing all of these horrible things. Mm-hmm. And that we are complicit in this uh, arrangement as well because we're consuming this media. Mm-hmm. And right off the top, for anyone listening who is not an Oliver Stone fan, mm-hmm. I, I get why you're not an Oliver Stone fan. And I know that he's often really like self-righteous and sometimes a pretentious filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, he's he's right. I, I yeah. feel um, the media is out of control and we are also at fault with it. I agree that his point of view on in this film is really <laughs> accurate. It's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I don't know. He's done a lot of films where you, you don't agree with him or you agree with him. Basically, yeah. he's very one-sided. Yeah, he's polarizing. Uh, so, but this one, yeah, of course, you. The point of the movie is that you're trying to consume uh, all this violence. Mm-hmm. Basically, like you kind of you kind of touched on that just now, but we're watching Natural Born Killers. We are participating in it at this moment. We are. You know? That's right. So it's I know. like. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> and, and I mean, I I know that Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer, is the most prolific serial killer in America mm-hmm. because of the media. Yeah. There's no reason I should know what Gary Ridgway's, you know, accomplishments were other than that I was somehow interested enough in it to look into a man who strangles prostitutes. Yeah. And has sex with their corpses. Yep. H- how do I know that? Because I'm guilty of this, yep. you know? And I'm glad you brought this up immediately because this is my favorite thing about the movie is mm-hmm. what it's saying about media yeah. and uh, how our society accepts violence and, yes. and thrives on it, basically. J- just just rolls around in it. Um, and it's okay. It's just who we are. And that's what Mickey says in the yeah. movie. Woody yeah. Harrelson plays Mickey. And he even says during his interview, it's just murder, man. Mm-hmm. All God's creatures do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know. And we just want to watch it. You know, we want to see it happen. It's so crazy. I'm, I, I've been, I've been like just, just like plowing through all of the movies on Shutter since I got the streaming service. What? Yes. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I watched Happy Birthday to Me the other night, where Melissa Sue Anderson kills Matt Craven with a shish kebab, and and, and I'm just like, wow, that was sweet. Well, no, it wasn't. If that happened in real life, that's terrible and evil. Right. Yeah. You know, I know that, and and but you you forget yourself, and it's pathetic. It's great. <laughs> I wish I had Shudder. Yes, you love it. So good. Um, but even um, I like the the sitcom aspect of the movie. They uh-huh. tell um, so Woody Harrelson plays Mickey and Juliet Lewis plays Mallory. They're yeah. Mickey and Mallory. They're like a Bonnie and Clyde type yes. couple. And uh, Mallory's home life is a very terrible situation to be in. You got Rodney Dangerfield as an overbearing, abusive father, mm-hmm. both mentally, physically, and sexually. Yes, or triply, not both. Yeah, wow, that's all three. a triple. I know triple play right He's there. One of the worst people in the world, and it's played as if it's a like a you know Full House type sitcom. Yeah, where there's a studio audience and a laugh track and everything. Mm-hmm. He just he'll say stuff like extremely like cruel stuff like I'm gonna fucking smack the shit out of you just like I do to your mother and then yep. the audience goes ha, 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 ha. yes yes um 
if that's not satire, I don't know what is. It it is, and and it's and like I said before, it's it's tort, sort of correct. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, th- th- these kinds of things are happening with a laugh track in the background in real life. That, and I think that's the laugh track is really important here because it's like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Just add a laugh track. Sure, to it, you know what do you whatever. What? Just turn your mind off. Yep, you know. Yep, watch this. Ha ha. Yes. Yeah. And, and don't worry about the, it's the canned laughter. That's right. The, the, the true evil in the world that is just going on right as we speak, maybe next door, and you know we're 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 just we're just laughing about it. We're going mm-hmm. on about our lives, and it's just it's disgusting that stuff Rodney Dangerfield is doing in this movie. It's like I know, as a viewer of the movie, you feel like how terrible this is, mm-hmm. and the laughter doesn't make you laugh with the audience. It nope. makes you cringe. Yes, which is the point. Exactly. You, you you're even if you're appreciating Rodney Dangerfield's performance, which is very good it's and very good. effective. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're you're cringing the same as as the characters who's he who he's abusing in the mm-hmm. in the movie, and he's kind of playing like, you know, Rodney Dangerfield. He's got very dirty jokes and things like that, you yeah. know, all the time, inappropriate stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you took him and turned him up to eleven, right, right. And, and took out his humor and replaced it with cruelty. Like, Absolutely, this is the Rodney you get. You're right, you're right. If he was a real person, yeah, oh, this is what it. You're would right. Be. If he wasn't a comedian yeah. saying this stuff and he was just you know your neighbor, right? Ooh. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> it's I know. pretty nasty. And he's got like a dirty wife beater on. Uh-huh. And he's just oh, like shoveling like stains food in his on it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really it's really gross. Walking around in boxer <laughs> shorts. It's so gross. God. Oh. <laughs> um and Mickey like rescues Mallory oh, yeah. from this um mm-hmm. from this situation. He just shows up one night as the meat delivery man. Right. Um <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they steal Rodney's car and like he gets sent up the river for it and he busts out of prison in a really weird sequence. Um, yeah, he rides away on a, a horse into a tornado. Into a tornado. Like, <laughs> in the Wild West. Yes. I mean, I guess they're living in Arizona, which, yeah. I mean, like, Arizona still looks like the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it, it, But it, it is weird that you'd have, you'd have a, a, <laughs> a, a prison work camp. Right. You know, in, it's in, like a cattle ranch they're yes, working Yes, I know. <laughs> But yeah, that, and and they end up uh, they end up killing Rodney Dangerfield and Edie McGlurg. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I still feel that Edie's death is a little bit. Um, I don't know if that was being burned alive in a bed was 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 what the fate that she should have gotten. Yeah, that that was a little harsh. They didn't show you know, her cruelty. They didn't to, to to Mallory really. But Mallory does say to her, "You never did nothing." Right. Yeah. That, I was just about to say that. Yeah. She's complicit in this. Right. You know. Right. Even though she's the battered wife, mm-hmm. I mean, she should try to protect her children a yes. little more. Yes. And uh, Mallory feels like she didn't try, and she deserves to die, too. Sure. Yeah, burning alive, man. That's crazy. That is, I mean, that, that that's way worse than what Rodney gets. I mean, he, he kind of gets off easy when he's watching Tatanka, you know, like, in, in the in the living room. Uh-huh. And, then, and then Mickey comes in and gets him with the tire iron and the fish tank. Uh-huh. Um. I just I just felt like Edie McGlurg's death was was like worse than Rodney right. Dangerfield. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, getting you know, burned alive is yeah. worse than. <laughs> <laughs> that. Ugh. All right. Anyway. Yeah. This movie is uh, it's very kind of. I don't want to say it's all over the place. Yeah. But it kind of like just kind of moves around to different things. It does. Which is part of the style of it. It's a very stylized movie. Completely. Like it's almost over the top stylized because it's always switching between like color and black Mm -hmm. and white and overexposed and then editing in you know rear screen projection stuff and it's just (laughs) it's really out there i I just just a drug trip i know and i just looked at my notes and everything you just said is here i I wrote down all like the film stocks i've never seen a film that only shoots in dutch angles i know i know it's It's, like everything is tilted yes of course yeah And, and and it's it's like it's intentionally artificial, right? You know, in many ways. Yeah. Because there's also like animation and Super 8 and videotape, uh-huh. and, and and in mon- and there's tons of montages, reverse negatives. Um, they just throw everything into, and even they use other movies. Yeah. That that, that, <laughs> yes. that, that stuff spliced in. You got like the stock footage festival at one point. Uh huh. Um, and it'll cut from like, for example, like the interview that Robert Downey Jr.'s character has with mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson's character. It'll like cut to like a 1950s family watching their TV in their right. living room, but like the actual interview of what's going on today, '94, mm-hmm. is like like overlaid on their TV, so yes. they're watching this. It's you, just so odd. That's you right. Know? You, you see Mickey Knox on like on like a Dumont television, uh-huh, yeah, and yeah. like you know, yeah, it's it's really strange. <laughs> Which I think is 
it goes along with that canned studio laughter, you know. Yeah. We're not watching the Flintstones, you know. That's what these people be watching, right. you know. Right. No, you're watching Mickey say he's going to he thinks murder's okay. Right. Like and the fam the, the wholesome 1950s family mm-hmm. is just sitting there like, "Oh yeah, honey." Mhm. I know. And and honestly, that 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 is True to life to my household growing up, we as a family sat down to watch Geraldo's interview with Charles Manson. Wow. And, and, and we, we were we were watching, we were the real life natural born killers just playing out in, in you know, I mean, it was, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was there. I was doing it, you know. <laughs> You're complicit, Dave. Uh, completely. There yes. You go. I'm 100% guilty. We all are. <laughs> which is what the movie's trying to say. Yes. Um, what, where, what do you want to talk about now? There's would, lots of stuff here. Right. I would like to talk about Robert Downey Jr.'s character, Wayne Gale. Wayne Gale, yeah. Yeah. So we're introduced to him as though we're watching his show. Right. It's um, like uh, America's Most Wanted or, yes. or Hard Copy or some yes. crap like that, you know? And it's called American Maniacs yes. in, the mo- <laughs> in the movie. Which is, and know. like the title, <laughs> like the, the words like come together and like a crosshair comes uh-huh. up. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's perfect. And, it's a perfect satire. And his... He, the the way he characterizes the character itself, I think he's Australian, and he's um his accent's really bad. If you ask me, I don't I don't like, I don't, I don't like okay. it. Okay, so what what do you think about his performance? I think he does a good performance. Okay, but I think his accent is just not hitting it right. It's cartoony. It, it's yeah, it's a caricature. Yes, it's like saying you know let's drink Foster's beer. I know because you know, I'm authentically Australian. Yes, he, he's <laughs> you're right. <laughs> like, you're right. He's doing a Foster's commercial. Yeah, right. It's not good. It's an Outback Steakhouse Australian <laughs> accent, which may be intentional. I, I was thinking that myself. Like, like was he really? But doing then it a sounds also one? like New Zealand too. Like, in, yeah. he's just mixing it up. Yeah, like, I don't know if it's intentionally bad or what. Well, and 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 just despite like the accent kind of going in and out, mm-hmm. I, I I just like his. His dramatic narration, especially of the reenactments. I, I like it. He's doing that take on, you know, wh- whoever's doing those shows, yeah. you know. Whether it was Geraldo Rivera yeah. or Maury Povich or whatever. Yeah, um, like they're overly, like, serious. Yes. You know? Like they're doing serious journalism. Right. And and there's all this gravitas behind what they're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. you know when he's like, Patrolman Gerald Nash, <laughs> yeah. you know, was just one of 12 peace officers or whatever. And <laughs> and then you, you cut to Dale Die. Uh, from Platoon, like 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 talking about like oh well, there's this challenger pulled up in front of the street, you know, and holy shit, that is Dale Dye. It is. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. And then we got a reenactment of like one of Mickey and Mallory's killing sprees, and it's just them like Mickey kills a a, a cop, like a rookie cop, uh-huh. and then Mallory on, during the chase kills this guy on a bike mm-hmm. who's just like riding down the freeway exercising. Yeah, it's like American bronze medalist. Yes. Like, <laughs> Also lost his life, yes. you know. And Mark Harmon and Corey Everson are playing Mickey and Mallory is that who in, it is? in in the reenactments. Okay. It's pretty funny, <laughs> and, and that's the, the the thing we we mentioned earlier about how the movie doesn't really follow a linear line. Um, when we meet Mickey and Mallory first, they they have already started their killing spree, and then we flash back to when they first met, and that's when the Rodney Dangerfield stuff comes in, mm-hmm. and then it immediately cuts to Wayne Gale like like rehashing their whole killing spree, mm-hmm. and they're apparently just going around killing everyone that they meet, right, and leaving one person alive at a restaurant or wherever they're yeah. at to 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 like you know to tell the tale, to tell the tale, mm-hmm. yes. How else will this legend get out? Exactly. You know? Yes. These guys are crazy, man. Yes, they the are. The Knox couple. Whew. Yeah, the Knoxes. Uh, I, I, I don't. <laughs> what, what's driving? Okay, so I see Mickey is obviously crazy. Yeah. And he somehow gets Mallory to to go along with, with him and mm-hmm. all this. And, right. I mean, I guess it doesn't need to be explained because you can say her family life really kind of made her insane yeah uh and she sees a way out and it's through doing this stuff so mm-hmm. she just goes with it right w- would she really be like a, a maniacal killer like i don't know i mean like if if you set your if you set your mother on fire after duct taping her to a bed <laughs> oh th- then maybe murder was always inside you. yeah that's probably there the whole time you know m- maybe she's as much a maniac as mickey and like i Okay, so so we've already done this. We've gone this far. Let's just start killing everybody we meet. Yeah. You know? And she kind of is against killing everyone sometimes. Yeah. Like, especially when they get saved by the, the Native American yes. guy or whatever. Yeah, the Russell Means character. Yeah. He gets killed by accident. Mm-hmm. 
because Woody Harrelson has a, a night terror or something and wakes up and blasts him. Right. Um, and she she chastises him for it. Yeah, and she she says we didn't need to do that, and she's yelling at him. Yeah, you know. I mean, she, yeah. So she does have somewhat of a conscience, and and we're we're kind of led to believe that they both do in some ways. But then whenever they're whenever they're killing people, they're just like so full of glee. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and 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 that's that's where it's a little bit uneven, and that's where it's kind of complex. Right, it's like House of a Thousand Corpses type shit. I know, because mm-hmm. like these people are monsters, and I mean, I I, I guess with, with, in the case of Mallory. We see her throughout the movie also just like like brawling with men. Yeah, she's got karate power. I mean, she does. Isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> right. In the first scene of the movie, she just starts boxing this dude in the diner. Uh-huh. And he sh- and she's like, "Come on, motherfucker," you know, mm-hmm. and and the guy's taking swings and he's not hitting anything and then mm-hmm. she's just giving it to him. Um she's like fighting five cops at once, yeah. you know, after, after outside the drugstore. That's one thing I didn't buy. I was like, really? "Come on." <laughs> okay. She's not Bruce Lee. <laughs> She's this tiny woman, and and she has just got these amazing fighting. I, I'm skills. not saying like a hundred pound woman can't kick ass. I'm yeah. just saying we haven't been told any of this. Like, no, it's just randomly she's got these superpowers almost. Well, but I I will counter that, that we don't see her doing karate necessarily. Well, whatever. I mean, <laughs> she's doing she's copying what she's seen on the TV. That's true. Yeah, I guess. yeah. She's doing like but movie flawlessly. fighting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They they do get caught in the middle of the film though. Yes, they do. And uh, despite the superpowers they got, they get bit by rattlesnakes and uh-huh. then try to get anti venom. Yes, it's called snake juice. Snake juice. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some snake juice. Is that pronto. A, is that a real thing or that's a Tarantino thing? No, that that's a, that that's something that like people in New Mexico and Arizona do call anti venom stuff. They just snake juice. Yeah, they call bug spray bug juice. You know, okay. it, it's all just you know. Yeah. They sell bug juice at the quick trip down here. They do. You, you for can kids get your... to drink. Right. <laughs> right. It's like a little fucking Gatorade thing. It's like that just sugar water in like a oh, plastic okay. squirt bottle, yes. you know? Yes. It's called bug juice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it well, comes in like green and orange. It's all neon and shit. Right. Just like the drugstore. Yeah. In Natural Born Killers. Yeah. I mean, like like this drugstore is is lit so I mean, it's I, like they're in the Matrix. I know, it's, and it's, it's green. This, it's this beacon in the night, even mm-hmm. when they pull up to it. And yeah. It's got like the 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 um the the doctor symbol. I don't know what it's called, but the one with like mm-hmm. the snake, you know, wrapped around the the, the cross yeah, the, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Drug Zone. Yeah, that's and the name of the store, Drug Zone. Drug I love Zone. It. It's excellent. <laughs> they walk in, and it is just like you know overhead lighting that, uh-huh. that is so harsh. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it must have been tough to even film it in 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 this kind of condition. Yeah. But you see Mickey and Mallory, and Mallory is almost dead. Mickey is trying to like get the snake juice. I love you. Like he's crawling to like the section. Yes. And the, the 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 racks are filled with goodies, <laughs> but except for the snake juice section, right. it is barren. I know. I love it. I it's know. hilarious. It's like so weird. Every single thing of snake juice is gone. <laughs> and it's like they have four racks worth of it. It's yeah. a huge selection. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all gone. It's a featured <laughs> item that is not in stock for some right. reason. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So he has to go in the back to the pharmacy area and there's this fat dude who's watching American Maniacs and he's like mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like a coward about it. And he's like, Oh no. You know, Cause he sees Mickey. Oh no, they're here. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of just playing it cool and getting Mickey, the snake juice, he starts blubbering a little bit uh-huh. and he gives himself away. Yep. It just shut the TV off for one thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, like so that Mickey doesn't see that you're watching yeah. him on television. Oh, and he totally does. And he does. And I love that. He like, he comes up to the window asking for the snake juice. Yes. And the, the, the TV's right there blaring. And Mickey's just like, Hey Mal, look, we're on TV or whatever. <laughs> and then he's like, Oh shit! Uh-huh. <laughs> that guy knows who we are. Yes, but he sees that. Then he sees yeah. like, the security thing's uh-huh, been yeah. set off, and he mm-hmm. and he just walks in there, and he. Uh, first... I love how he just is like, "Hey, get a load of this!" You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> like right. we're famous. <laughs> I'll be damned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he kills this dude, and then and then like Tom Sizemore and his men are outside. Tom mm-hmm. Sizemore plays a cop named Jack Skagnetti. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's a repulsive character. Mm-hmm. Um, who who you don't like immediately? I don't like him ever. It, no, no, no. He's 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 mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. Um. And when Mickey figures out that that they're in trouble, Mallory he, he yells to Mallory who to, to to get out of here because they're gonna get the snake juice and go. Mm-hmm. So she runs outside and she's again you know like like taking on the whole right police force mm-hmm. by herself, which is pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Um. But then uh, Jack Skegnetti shows up and it, it they're they've been captured. Yep. 
He's got her holding her, and he's like, I'm going to cut her tits off if yeah. you don't come out. Right. He's a crazy man himself. Yes, he's we, disgusting. We've seen him strangle a prostitute already. Which is one of my least favorite scenes in any movie. Yeah, I don't like it. No. Ooh. I mean, it, it's it's like it's 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 like unnecessarily brutal and yeah. like almost like misogynistic. Yeah, it um, is. You know, and, and he's like wearing a thong on yeah. the you know <laughs> he is totally God wearing damn, a thong. Dude. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I don't like this character at all. No, and I, I no. don't even I don't even think he should be in the movie. Okay. I don't I think he's superfluous. Okay. And has no point. Maybe except to show that even law enforcement is crazy. Yeah. But uh maybe they could have combined him and Tommy Lee Jones into a, a kind of thing or I know. something. Yeah. Because he plays the warden, Tommy Lee Jones does. Right. And he's kind of a maniac himself. So oh, yeah. they probably could have got the point across in just him. But um I hated Scagnetti, mm-hmm. the character, and I didn't think he needed to be in the movie. Um, I'm, I'm totally, actually, I, I, I agree with you now that you, you've said that that, mm-hmm. that he really doesn't need to be here, and I, I guess it's, it's more of the same of like just people's perception of Oliver Stone, in that like, that's a reason why people have problems with him. It's because it's not only that, that like they, they think that he's like preaching to you at times, but that also, especially in this movie, like no one is good. Yeah, like, like everybody, the whole world is a toilet. You know, yeah. and and just everyone in every institution, even the ones that we're depending on for our safety, is pure evil. Like Jack Scagnetti and mm-hmm. and Dwight the Warden. That's right, Dwight. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Dwight. He sh- he shows up so late. Yes, Tommy Lee I know Jones. he does. I wanted more Tommy Lee Jones. I know, and you get him an hour into the movie, and he's there, f- and, and and when he's on screen, he's dominating everything. Uh huh. And it's really like he's giving like his two face here. Like that's what yeah. he's doing. Like when <laughs> right. he, when he got Batman Forever, like yes. they're like, "Hey, do the Dwight." You I know. know we role. just saw Natural One Killers, <laughs> and yeah. we want that. Yep. You know, <laughs> he's good. He's. I know. My, uh, I was gonna say he's like my favorite part of the movie, but I don't know. He's, he's good. Of of the five principal actors, I mm-hmm. think that he is probably my favorite. He might be. Yeah. He's good. He, he's really awesome in this role. And and it's it's so cool to watch him deteriorate throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Has his hair starts to expire? What? Like 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 cuz he he's he's got like this pomade in there. And if you oh, watch him okay, like yeah. sometimes the way the light hits him there's like there's like stuff flying all over uh-huh. the place. He's like spit. It looks like he's spitting while he talks, but it's actually just the 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 <laughs> dapper dan that's up there really? that's like going down his face and like spritzing around. I, n- I didn't even notice oh, that yeah, at all. D- when you see it again, you just watch it. It's re- it's kind of gross, oh but it's God. also great. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. So so they who Dwayne Wade? <laughs> Who is Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> Wayne Gale. Wayne Gale. Wayne Gale. All right. Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Sorry. Basketball on the mind. Yeah. But <laughs> he gets an exclusive interview with Mickey and Mallory in the prison. Because uh-huh. after the grocery store thing happens, they get arrested, and it cuts to a year later. And Mickey and Mallory are now celebrities. Yes. Everyone's obsessed with Mickey and Mallory. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, pop icons. And it, there's even interviews with, like, the public and everyone. They're like, oh, my God, we love him so much. Man on the street interviews, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's some great ones. The one guy's <laughs> – there's, like, these, like, 19-year-old, like, boys uh-huh. and, like, this group of three friends who are obsessed with him. Yeah. And they're like, I'm not saying killing's good, but if I had to be a serial killer, I'd be Mickey and Mallory. <laughs> So stupid. I know. <laughs> but it's like that's the point though. Like yeah. we've been saying the everyone is complicit in this violence, you know? But that's what they're feeding off of. Yes. They're idolizing these two people. Yeah, fetishizing them and mm-hmm. idolizing them. Mm-hmm. And and the one guy, the, the, the other dude, like the, the kind of uh, hipster guy with a beard, he, he says something about like how he's he's comparing them to like Jack Kerouac and James <laughs> Dean. Yes. And it, you know, <laughs> And then there's this like Japanese girl who's like, "Oh, I love Mickey and Mallory. They're so cool." They're uh-huh. like, you know, uh, <laughs> it's a worldwide sensation. It is. They They're are, the Beatles. They man. are. I know. They 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 are. They are a, a legitimate phenomenon. <laughs> uh, like like Mickey's on the cover of Esquire. You know. Yeah. Come which, on. Which, that, that, that's that's probably going too far <laughs> with the satire, but you know. I, that's funny. Esquire. <laughs> right. Maybe like time or something, I could imagine. And, and he'd be like in chains. He, he yeah. wouldn't be like wouldn't in be a like, suit. He wouldn't look like Morpheus. No, you know? I know. Exactly. He's got he's those got... glasses on. He's got a big old black suit. Yes. He's looking nice. You I know. Because it's like, it's it's handsome Woody Harrelson, uh-huh. you know, and, and it's, it's on the cover of Esquire. 
Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's <laughs> right. part of the satire. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Robert Downey Jr. interviews him mm-hmm. in prison. It's like a big exclusive for American Maniacs yes. or whatever. <laughs> and it's after the Super Bowl. Yes, it's you know, live it's after the live Super Bowl. On, we're on live television after the Super Bowl. And he's in the prison talking to Mickey mm-hmm. and Mickey gives, you know, like, like Mickey in the interview sort of comes off as, as more intelligent than Wayne Gale. Um, mm-hmm. Even though he's saying some awful things. I mean, he's, he's speaking from the heart and he knows more about life than, than does Wayne Gale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. He's just like, you know, the demon lives in everyone. Yeah. He's, he's saying stuff like that. Right. He's getting very philosophical here. He's waking life. <laughs> And right. he's Wiley know. Wiggins. Yeah, yeah, he's Wiley Wiggins. He's definitely not Wiley Wiggins. Right. He, he's like twice as tall as Wiley Wiggins, <laughs> twice as handsome. <laughs> Sorry, Wiley. Yeah. Sorry, man. Right. But yeah, he's really like coming off as like like this kind of prophet almost. Yeah. And everyone in the jail is watching it mm-hmm. and he's riling them all up, you know, inadvertently. Yep. And I'm, I'm sure he's wa- riling up the public. Of course. You know? And that's what he's been doing. That's why there's all these fans. They're following him. Yeah. He's a Manson figure, you know? Completely. Yeah. And and it leads to a prison riot. Yeah. You know, and, and the uh the prison riot goes on for about twenty minutes mm-hmm. in, in the film. Yeah. Um and, and like it's the warden, you know, Tommy Lee Jones, Dwight trying to trying to figure out what to do. And by this time also, they have brought in Skagnetti. Because the, 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 the warden and Skagnetti have hatched a plan to transfer Mickey and Mallory to this, like, uh, they're already in a supermax prison, mm-hmm. but they're going to take them to, like, this black site um, to where they're just right, be in this dungeon. Sylvester you know? Stallone is, like, testing it exactly. for integrity. Yes, he's auditing the facility, <laughs> and, and <laughs> he's going to bust out with a Twinkie wrapper. Um <laughs> And uh, <laughs> everybody go back and listen yes. to our episode on that movie. <laughs> what is that movie called? Escape Plan. Oh, fuck that movie. Yeah, that movie sucks. <laughs> anyway. But uh, yeah, so so like what, what's going to happen is like like Mickey and Mallory throughout the last year that we haven't seen off screen. They've been like also riling up the prisoners. They've killed a bunch of guards mm-hmm. um, like Mallory killed her psychiatrist played by Stephen Wright, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. Yeah. And. They're, they're, they're just tired of dealing with these two scumbags, so they're going to put him in this place. And on the way to the ne- to the next place, they want Jack Scagnetti to murder them. Yep. In, like, uh, pretend that there was, there was an attempted escape and that he had justifiable homicide, so the world will be rid of these two assholes. Yep. Um, it's a horrible plan. Yeah. And, and also, like, the idea that, that a warden and a, and a detective would, you know, like, I mm-hmm. guess, uh, hatch this scheme is a little far-fetched. But I, I, I like as actually I, as it was coming out of my mouth, I'm thinking to myself, it sounded more and more plausible. But, yeah, but, not, you know, I wouldn't say it's that far fetched. Yeah, especially I, I in this not. universe. True, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that that's that's the scheme. And so the prison riots going on, and Scagnetti is there in Mallory's cell trying to seduce her. God, he's a fucking worm. He God, is. I hate him. He's disgusting. And and she like kind of leads him on. Yep. And then just like starts kicking his ass, doing her. <laughs> Her karate, you know. Which, which, okay, we talked about Juliet Lewis, like, like whether it's believable or not that she could do this. Uh-huh. You know, think about like Juliet Lewis just in general. She's kind of a live wire in real life. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I could see her being like, I'm this not, way. You know, I'm not saying I don't buy it. Okay, like I can, okay. I know she could do this. Right. I just, we, I just don't know how she has all these skills. <laughs> She's watched a lot of TV. Dude. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> sitting there next to her good old dad watching. <laughs> Old kung fu movies. Right. <laughs> I don't want to think about what happens no. on the couch there. Oh God, no. Ugh. Yeah, the worst. Rodney Dangerfield. Right. Man. <laughs> Even in real life, regular Rodney. That's kind of gross. He's scary enough. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> but so, yeah, but she she beats the hell out of Tom Size. Uh huh. And then he's Good. you know it, yes he deserves every every kick and you know every mm-hmm. punch. Yep. And and throughout this, then uh, Mickey, like. The, the way the riot starts is, is like during a commercial break, Mickey, um, like gets a guy's gun and, um, well the riot had already started, but Mickey then like takes advantage of the situation by like, you know, um, like taking control of the room. Right. They're at a commercial break and yep. he's, you know, everyone's on his side now. Uh-huh. He's like, oh man, he's pretty cool. And he's yep. walking around telling a joke telling and everything. Joke. And then right. as soon as he does the punchline, everyone's laughing. And then he like 
gets his hand on a shotgun yep. and starts blasting everyone away. And yep. Starts playing, you know, Bomb Track by Rage <laughs> Against the Machine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and then, like, the camera crew's alive still, and he has him come with him, and Robert Downey Jr. comes with him. Yeah, and, Wayne Gale. Yeah, and Wayne is kind of, like, turning sides here, like, mm-hmm. going crazy. Like, right. You know what? He said some pretty good stuff, yep. and um, I'm a maniac myself, and he turns into a killer himself, proving Mickey right about yeah. the demon that's inside of us. Because yep. like like during the when they're walking through the riot, you know Wayne Gale is like getting some of the 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 brush back from all the other prisoners, and they're they're coming after him, so he has to defend himself, and he realizes there's murder inside of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the title line in the movie, I got to say this. Mm. I love when it happens. Yeah. That right before this happens, during the interview, right before they go to commercial break, RDJ says something to him uh-huh. like about how he's what he's doing. Like, how are you like, like this? He's like, shit, man. I'm a natural born killer. Yep. Commercial break. And RDJ's <laughs> like, fuck yes, that was the best. Oh my god, you're Mickey man. Oh, he's so see, good. He, he sees that yeah. it's like television, like, like that's gold, gold man. Exactly. That is ratings. This is magic. What's <laughs> happening here? And we got it on camera. He looks at everybody. Did you guys get that? You know? And everyone's like, this guy's fucking crazy. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. But but it's a ratings bonanza, and we're gonna have so many ad dollars because Mickey Knox is a oh, fucking superstar. God, you know. And honestly, like like before that, before that. It's it's one of my favorite transitions in all of movies. Mm-hmm. It's it's the first commercial break during Mickey's interview. Uh-huh. They um he says something and and RDJ looks in the camera and goes, "Only love can kill the demon." Mm-hmm. Hold that thought. And then it fades yeah. and we see the Coca-Cola polar bears. Yes, yes. It's the entire commercial it's actually. So <laughs> it's so good. And that's like the weird <laughs> That's the weird style the movie has. I like, know. These random weird things like yep. actually come, they're in the movie. That are familiar to yeah, me. And you it, immediately it, identify with them. I know. I'm like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. They're showing me a Coca-Cola commercial in the <laughs> middle of the movie. And I mean, I, I can't believe Coke let this happen either. I don't know. Product you placement know. department really fucked that one up. I know. I, I <laughs> oh, oh, Well, our product's in your movie. Whatever. What are you doing? Uh, serial killers? Go with it. You know. I'll tell you what, though. The live... Interview of the century after the Super Bowl, you know, either Coke <laughs> yeah, or Budweiser yeah. or somebody's doing that. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm sure if I got that tape of the Manson interview, I'm, I'm sure there's all kinds of this mm-hmm. kind of stuff in there. Yep. Yes, General Motors. Yes, yes. Rest in peace. That's <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway, right? Yeah. So that then uh, Mickey goes on a mission to save Mallory. Yeah, um, and he gets there. And he's going to blow away Tom Sizemore. They got a real Mexican standoff. Uh-huh. And uh, Mallory ends up stabbing Sizemore in the throat. Yep. Pretty gruesomely. I like it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he gets a death that's deserved. He gets a Steven Seagal death. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, like, not quite dead yet, but he's got, like, a the, this shank hanging out of his uh Oh, it's throat. hanging out of his, like, chin. Yes. And then... Mickey goes to shoot him and the gun like jams or something. He's like, oh man. And he, he like, says he was out of shells. Out of shells. He loads mm-hmm. it up and then kills him. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's, 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 it's a good scene and, and like, like they, it's Mickey and Mallory reuniting and you feel good about that. You do. You, you know? They're terrible people, but right. they are protagonists in the movie. Because Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis, they have more chemistry than like almost any like on screen couple you've ever they seen. They do. I mean, they're, they're clearly like, I can't believe they didn't date after the movie because they look like they are into each other. Yeah, they do. You know, they're good actors. They are. And then uh, they kiss and you're, you're just like, yes, yeah, they kiss. Right. And then Robert Downey Jr.'s there like, this kiss has been one year in the making. <laughs> yeah, he's like, doing the play yeah, by play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's such a, he's like kind of This perverted. heroic moment. I like, know. What? You're in a prison right and 50,000 people are right, dead. And it's right. just like, what? I know. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> and like the cowboy junkies are playing. Uh-huh, and it's yeah. a really romantic moment. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, my God, you, you as the viewer are, are excited about it. But Wayne Gale shouldn't be. Right, yeah. You know? But he's already took taken that turn. You're right. To being a maniac himself. <laughs> right. You haven't seen it yet. Because yeah. after this, they're trying to make their escape. Yep. And they hit like a, a corner, a dead end or something, and guys are shooting. And Robert Downey Jr. starts killing the police. Yes. Which you don't really... You didn't... I didn't expect that. No. I, I just thought, okay, this guy's crazy. He just wants his ratings. No, but he's had this kind of epiphany where like his life has been a joke. Mm. 
and now that he he he's killed this cop, he's like had his eyes open. Yes. You know, he's like, oh my god, the world is totally different now. Mm-hmm. I feel great. He like calls his wife or something and says, "Fuck you." Yeah. You know, I'm leaving because you like know? throughout the movie, he's like taking these calls from his mistress, and he just calls his wife this time and says, "You know, like, hey, I have a mistress, yeah. and I don't love you, and and yeah. I just married you for your money, and you're a bitch." Yeah. And and then he calls his mistress and <laughs> tells her that I'm coming yeah. over, baby. I'm gonna, you know, whatever. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. an unexpected turn it is really. and i guess mm-hmm. he feels alive for the first time in his life yeah he does you know? and then he he basically is the third part of their team yep. for a while mm-hmm. until the very end when he he thinks he's on their side and yeah he's a part of the team but he's not it's mickey and mallory man and even like and and they kind of put him in his place right away when he first has his like moment of clarity of, mm-hmm. of you know like when he kills he's like ah and he's, he's got like the the, the gun and mm-hmm. um you know that when they 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 go to the, the to the staircase where like the where Dwight the warden and all of the, the cops are mm-hmm. and they're about to go down the stairs and they use him as the human shield they just immediately like Mallory pulls him mm-hmm. right over and goes put your hand up yeah you know and watch what I do to this guy and she fires around through his uh-huh. his outstretched hand yep and then the camera POV goes through RDJ's hand with a hole in it. Right down to where Tommy Lee Jones is. Yes. And he's like, what? Yes. <laughs> You're going to kill this? You're going to kill basically Geraldo Rivera on live television uh-huh. because they're still live at this point. Yep. They've got a remote bait camera with them. And this is all just going out, you know, after the Super Bowl. Yep. And then they managed to escape because of some, some inmate helps them. Arliss Howard. Arliss Howard? Yes. I thought Arliss it was Howard Arliss Howard. Walks in. Deus Ex, Arliss Howard. Right. Man, it's, it's, welcome back. Right. <laughs> He's not calling Dodger games in this. We one. were just talking about Arliss off the air. I think today we were. We? That that's was off right. the air. And I, and I'm making like a like a uh, God. That's right. He's been on the show like six times now. Yeah, he's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they get out. They don't show what happens to Arliss Howard, do they? They don't. He just uh, kind of disappears. I'll, 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 there's a deleted scene where we see his fate. Okay. But, um, yeah. He dies. I'm sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, there's killing in this movie. He actually tries to put the moves on Mallory, and oh. that leads to his downfall. See, yeah. I would have liked to see that in the movie. Mm-hmm. That would have been good. Right, right. Um, now, th- we watched the director's cut. Like, this is not mm-hmm. the studio cut, yeah. right? Like, I know you're you're well-versed in this movie, right? Right, right. So so what what's the difference here? Like, what, what happened? I know there's, like, the decapitation was yes. gone. The I think the hole in the hand was gone and right. probably a lot of more violence and stuff. Yeah, and and there's um there's the scene in the motel where, like, Mickey and Mallory have that female hostage that yeah. they take. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're, we're in the director's cut, we see, like, Mickey, like, pick her up when she's bound and kind of, like, he's, like, yeah, he's going gonna, after her. Yeah, he's going to rape her. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't see that in the in the theatrical cut. Okay. Um And... I mean, like the the director's cut and and the theatrical cut aren't that much different other than the things you just described. Okay. But then there's a lot of deleted scenes that are like sort of key deleted scenes. Yeah. Um. That especially, I, and I mentioned the Arliss Howard thing. I, I'm remembering now. He actually kills Mickey and Mallory. Oh, that's an alternate ending. Yes. yes. Oh wow. They're in the getaway car, and he, like I said, he tries to put the moves on Mallory, and Mickey doesn't like it, and that's when Arliss Howard murders them both. Okay. Yeah, I don't like that. No, that's not good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and there's a, there's actually a deleted scene where remember when um, Mickey and Mallory are outside the courthouse and they're being interviewed and they're like, you know, what do you have to say for your fans? And uh-huh. Mickey says, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yep. Um, what is deleted is a scene in a courtroom where Mickey is is acting as their attorney. Okay. And Ashley Judd is a witness on the stand. She w- she escaped their their really? attack and she's going she's like giving all the particulars and Mickey murders her with a pencil in the courtroom. Oh wow. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> it stand alone it's a pretty good scene. Yeah. But it I guess the reason it was deleted was because um they 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 wanted to have like Mickey and Mallory's last actual murder be the Russell Means character. Yeah. So that they now have regrets. Yeah. If okay. if they if they put this scene in there, it would kind of go against that that thing that they'd already established right, that they're starting to feel bad about. They keep it. saying like that was our last murder. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we're not doing it anymore. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. But I would have loved to see Ashley Judd. Uh, you always want Ashley yeah. Judd, right? This '94 Ashley Judd, yes, man. Yes. This is Heat Ashley Judd. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Pretty Heat. It is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And then the end of the movie is RDJ is filming like a final wrap up of their adventures, I <laughs> yes. guess. And they're doing Talking Heads and stuff. And uh-huh. 
then they set the camera down so that they can film them killing Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And he's like, what? I thought we were a team, whatever. Yep. You always leave one person alive. They're like, we got the camera, you dummy. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's it's kind of the quote that sums up the whole movie and the whole perspective of Oliver Stone. Um, when Mickey says to him, like, why he's going to kill him. He says, mm-hmm. uh, killing you, it's something that we have to do. I'm not entirely sure what it represents. Yeah. But it has to be done. Yeah. You know. He's like, I don't know what it means, yep. but it means something. Exactly. <laughs> Which I guess yeah. is is key. That's the philosophy of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so, so you know, the, to, to symbolize the killing of this horrible media that we have, mm-hmm. I, I guess, is what they're going after. Yeah, I you guess know? so. And, you know, no matter what, they're, like, they're still out there. Like, yep. no matter what we've done to stop it, it's still going to perpetuate. And it's worse today. Yeah. Um, like, it, it, there's just more stuff on screen. I mean, like, like these same boobs that, that would make national icons uh-huh. out of Jeffrey Dahmer. N- now it's just like there's there's like a, a crawl underneath it. And, mm-hmm. and it's, just, it's just news, news, news. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's 24 hours a day. It's worse than it was during the time of Mickey and Mallory. Yeah. Um, and some of us have decided to stop consuming it, mm-hmm. thankfully. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> We've got Shudder now. Right. And- exactly. <laughs> And we just follow Reuters on Facebook and we're good, you know? Uh, and yeah, but, but many have not. So yeah. And that's the end of the movie, right? Uh-huh. That's the, the end. They kill them and that's right, it. Right. Uh, then there's like a montage of like the demons and stuff. Yes. Like, yes. More weird shit, you know, <laughs> weird <laughs> montages. I mean, at one point, like, like during the montage, like Robert Downey Jr. Is, is like dressed as Satan and he's, yeah, he's cause his like, demons you know, coming out, his I guess. Demon, yeah. And then there's just like a naked breast and someone sucking it. Oh God. I yeah. Mean, Ooh. <laughs> I didn't need that. No, thing. I did not. <laughs> Randomly. Then they, there's a, the credits have a montage. They're like driving in an RV yeah. with all their kids, all yeah, happy. A whole and, mess of kids. <laughs> yep. Yep. And like I said earlier, there's this rear screen projection all over the place in this yeah. movie. And it's in almost, like all kinds of scenes, like not just them driving in a car with right. the background. It's right. like windows outside the hotel room. It's oh, like, it's like Wizard yes. of Oz shit when you're yes. in the tornado. Yeah like, yeah. like Tom Sizemore's laying on a bed with that prostitute and there's like, like, you know, white horses on a pink landscape outside of his window. Yeah, it's fucking messed up. It is. <laughs> and then there's like, you know, Mickey's on his hotel bed and like Scarface is playing outside of his hotel room. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's... I guess, I mean, that maybe that's how they're feeling. I don't know. Yeah, it I, means something, but I don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It means something, but we don't know. Yeah, that may, that is like the point of the movie, I guess. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Right. Anything else, Dave? Um, yes, there is uh, one of the producers on the movie. Her name was Jane Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I read a book about 15 years ago. Um, I think it was called Killer Cuts. Um, everybody should check this book out. Okay. I hope that was the right title. Okay. Um, it's an excellent book that goes into the the production of this movie. Oh, cool. Um, and she does not have a lot of nice things to say about Oliver Stone or Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Um, who there's there's a story by credit, you know, for in the beginning of the movie by mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino. This this yeah. script was had originally been written by him. Yeah. And like Oliver Stone is is portrayed as like one of these like sort of leaders who who like kind of pits his underlings against each other and is also a womanizer uh-huh. and um he you know doesn't know as much as he thinks he knows and um it's it's a great book and okay. also like it goes into when they when they did the prison riot that was the actual Juliet Supermax prison and those are real prisoners who were in that riot Really? Yeah. Was it a real riot? It wasn't a or real. Was it, it was all staged. It was a staged riot that they just told the prisoners act like you're in a riot and did people get hurt in that? Probably. There had to be people getting shanked all over. There's no air conditioning in there. It's it's wild. Wow. You know? And, and like, when they were in the prison, it was a toss-up, apparently, with the inmates of who was the most sexually interesting, RDJ or Juliette Lewis. Okay. Like, they're kind of looking at them both, yeah. kind of going, ho, ho, look at these two, you know? Right. And, and like, it, it's just insane to me that they, that they got this on film. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so this this film is notorious for lots yes, of reasons. Completely, so. and and it's in like notorious for it, it's always every time there's a school shooting now it's brought up. This one in Marilyn Manson is always brought up. I mean during <laughs> Columbine, Manson, yeah. I mean like yeah. they're just gonna blame everything on everybody. Blame, um, yep, blame it on the media. Yes, and also the soundtrack: L7, Nine Inch Nails, Patti Smith, Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, Dr. Dre, Cowboy Junkies, Noose Rat, Fate, Ali Khan. 
I love the soundtrack. It's one of the greatest soundtracks. I think it's of all my time. favorite thing about the movie. I just I love the soundtrack. It's so good. <laughs> it's so amazing. And Trent Reznor produced it. So great. Yep. Um. So Dave, what do you think? You recommend the movie? How many stars? Yes, I'm. I'm going to give this movie four stars, okay. and it's a recommend certainly. Okay. I'm going to give it. This was tough because mm. you know I'm not a huge Tarantino fan, uh-huh. and it kind of feels kind of Tarantino a little yes. bit. I like Oliver Stone. I do enjoy Tarantino sometimes. I will recommend it. Okay. It's a light recommend. Mm. I will give it three stars because it's a quality movie. Okay. I was debating on a two for a while, but wow. I know. I think it's a little harsh, actually, after thinking about the movie more. I, sure. I would give it three stars and a light recommend. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you like Tarantino, though, or Robert Rodriguez or something, man, mm-hmm. you'd probably like this movie a lot. Yes, Absolutely. All right, so that about wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I think it's called now, Mm -hmm. wherever the heck you get your podcast. (laughs) Uh, Rate us, review it there, and share it, subscribe, all that bull crap, you know. Or go to dudesonmovies.com, and you can find anything you need right there. Yes, and one correction, the book by Jane Hampshire is Killer Instinct. Um, oh, like yes. the video game? Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you can also find us at uh, dudesonmovies.com or send us an email, uh, uh, yeah. dudesonmovies at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh-huh. Yep. So what's the question of the week, Dave? Uh, question of the week. What is your favorite director's cut of any film? That's a good one, because mm-hmm. there's lots of director's cuts out yes. there. Or special edition, or whatever you want to call it. You right. Know? There's I, even some from Oliver Stone here. Yeah, definitely. There's mm-hmm. like five versions of Blade Runner, whatever uh-huh. the fuck Whatever you want, you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, and uh, next week, th- we did something special. We did um, we sent out a listener request. request. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> because we've never done an animated film. Mm-hmm. So we said, you know what? Let's ask the people on Facebook and Instagram and all that what we should do. And they, we got a lot of suggestions. Sorry we didn't say it on the air, but you know what? Follow us on social media and you get a you get some of that action. That's huh? right. Anyway, we're going to do 1999's The Iron Giant, directed by Brad Bird, starring Jennifer Aniston and Harry Connick Jr. Mm-hmm. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.